time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the Monday morning quarterback edition of the State of the Saints podcast. Of course, you already know we talk New Orleans Saints. And we definitely got to talk to New Orleans Saints after yet another loss. Um, this time to the Green Bay Packers by a score of 37 to 30. The New Orleans Saints fall to one and two. Um, they are number two in the NFC South as of right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the number one team in the NFC South right now. And the New Orleans Saints are looking for answers. They're looking for answers all over the board, offensively, defensively. People that we counted on for years uh, to get the job done have not gotten the job done this season. And who that nation, it is borderline embarrassing right now. Absolutely embarrassing. You know, I know I, I do the show a little bit later in the day, but <laughs> I decided to go ahead and go live right now because I just couldn't wait. I, I really just could not wait to talk about this game. You know, I wake up this morning on my way to uh, to the radio station and I'm looking at, at some of the some of the comments that were left for me on social media from some of the comments that I made on social media pertaining to Drew Brees, pertaining to the offense, people calling me <laughs> a negative person. All I do is talk negative about the New Orleans Saints. I ain't never got nothing positive to say. One guy went out there and said, all you do is just spread negativity about the team. No, 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 no. All right. I do not spread negativity about the team. What I do is give you all the actual factual. That's it. I, I mean, some of the articles that I put out about this team, people write them. I don't write those articles, right? So why would you take it up with me? But I am not going to turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to what I'm watching when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. Now, you can. I have no problem with that. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. You can sit up there and, and think that there are better days ahead and you can talk about, oh, we going to the Super Bowl and I believe and I got hope and I got faith. You know, I know two I know twins. One's name is Hope and the other name is Faith. I'm really, I'm telling you the truth. Those are the only ones I see that I know right now. Hope and faith have absolutely nothing to do with what's going on with the Saints right now. And you can be as delusional as you want to be, but you're just going to be left very heartbroken and sad at the end of the season if these things continue. Oh, it's only week three, TJ. It's only week three. Well, when I'm watching teams like the Seattle Seahawks and I'm watching teams like the Arizona Cardinals, even though they lost yesterday, I'm so watching these teams get better and I'm watching a team that a lot of people thought would be much better than some of these other teams because they actually been together for an extended amount of time. And due to the climate that we're in, Due to no offseason activities, 
everybody thought that this team would have been well ahead than what they actually are right now. And they're not. Uh, the defense can't stop a nosebleed. The secondary can't stop holding wide receivers. Uh, they can't, for some apparent reason, stop a bootleg uh, or a play-action pass down the flat to save their mama life. Uh, the tackling uh, is questionable. Uh, Cam Jordan, we need an APB out for him. And we have the head coach of the New Orleans Saints who has lost his fastball. That's right. Sean Payton has lost his fastball. Sean Payton is the reason why the Saints lost on yesterday. It had absolutely nothing to do with Taysom Hill's fumble. And honestly, it had absolutely very little to do with Drew Brees. That's right. I said it. It had very little to do with Drew Brees. The reason why the Saints lost is because of Sean Payton. Sean Payton is the reason why the New Orleans Saints lost this football game. Point blank, period. Well, how do you know, TJ? How do you know it's Sean Payton's fault? All I have to do is just give you some stats. In the first half, the Saints had 159 yards rushing. 159. No, it's, no I'm sorry. Excuse me. 154 yards rushing. In the second half, the Saints only ran the ball six times. The Saints were gashing the Green Bay Packers. You look at Alvin Kamara, 9.7 yards a carry. Latavius Murray, almost five yards a carry. You can round it off. It was 4.8. These guys were getting it done on the ground. But in true Sean Payton fashion, he has to go out there and he has to throw the ball all over the place. This is a coach that is constantly costing this team games. This particular game, the running game needed to be front and center. I mean, I just don't get it, man. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Sean Payton's offense, two running backs, gashing the Green Bay Packers front four. Yet you want to take the ball out of your running back's hands who have been getting success all night long for check down Charlie, a.k.a. Drew Brees, to try to get the ball two to three yards down the field. I, I just don't get it. And as long as Sean Payton is calling the plays right now, I hate to say it, folks, but we're going to be subjected to the same stuff over and over and over again. It's pretty obvious here who that nation it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious that the Saints right now are a better run team than they are a passing team. It's true, folks. They're a better running team than they are a passing team. Sean Payton, <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot believe this, folks. I think it was one particular play. Latavius Murray has seven yards, right? He has seven yards, and I think after that, the Saints threw the ball three consecutive times i, I want to give you all another stat line i want to give you all another stat line do you know that the green bay packers averaged three yards a carry in this game against the new orleans saints yet they ran the football six more times than the new orleans saints you can't make this stuff up man the team that was not getting any success running the football Ran the ball more times than a team that was getting more success. Sean Payton needs to relinquish his play calling duties. And honestly, I think they need a new offensive coordinator. 
Because people will say, well, give Pete Carmichael a chance. I mean, honestly, it's 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 the same thing with that nation. Like Pete Carmichael is not going to change our life. He's not going to change this offense. He's not going to uh ask Drew Brees to throw the ball down the field. This is the same person. What they need is a new, young, vibrant offensive play caller that can combat some of the things that Sean Payton does. Honestly, if you have too many of the same people in the same room, it's time to go find a different room. I don't want to be around a bunch of people that look like me, that act like me, that dress like me all the time, okay? I I just don't. And I definitely don't want to be around people that think the same way that I do. I don't need yes men in my corner. I need somebody that's going to challenge me. I need somebody that's going to say, TJ, you're slipping when you're slipping. I need somebody to tell me, TJ, that's not a right decision if it's not a good decision. And if you put it in the hands of Pete Carmichael, all you're doing is putting it in the hands of Sean Payton because they're the same exact person. We all know that Pete Carmichael has been on juicy fruit duty for years, right? He's been getting juicy fruit for Sean Payton on the sideline for years. Masquerading as an offensive coordinator. That's the reason why he's never like you ever you ever wondered to yourself who that nation? Have you ever wondered to yourself why Pete Carmichael has never gotten an interview for a head coaching job? As many successful offenses as, as the Saints have had over the years, Pete Carmichael has yet to get an interview. Do you realize? Do you realize that? Do you know why? Because organizations know. They know it's Sean Payton. They know it's Sean Payton who is pulling the strings. And he's nothing but the Saints version of Jason Garrett. You know, a a, a Muppet, if you will. Shouts out to JB Hustle. Uh, Thank you for the $2, my brother. He says, new to the podcast, and I'm hooked. Thanks, TJ. I appreciate that, J.B. Hustle. I appreciate that. You know, this defense is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I'm looking at this secondary, and they told me. Look, I I may be the only one they told, but they told me that this defense turned the corner. Like They told me that the Saints had two of the best cornerbacks in football. They told me that Malcolm Jenkins coming back was going to be a good thing. They told me that uh, Marcus Williams uh, gained 10 pounds in the offseason to work on his tackling ability. They told me that the Saints front four was going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. (sighs) The way that this defense has been playing over the last few games, you ain't winning nothing with that. And, you know, this is about complimentary football, who that nation That's what this is about. It's about complimentary football. If the defense is not playing good, you can't expect the offense to go out there and move heaven and earth and vice versa. And to be honest with you, a lot of people, they put up stats. I think they put up stats last night about Drew Brees and his ability to throw the ball down the field. And they said for the last five years, I mean, he's been ranked in the bottom 20. But you know the difference? The difference is that the Saints had a respectable defense at the time. So every situation that is going on offensively is amplified because the defense is playing bad. If Drew Brees was out there playing the way that he was right now, very pedestrian, and yet we had a good lights out defense, nobody would care. 
They wouldn't. Nobody would care because the defense can compensate for what Drew Brees is lacking at this particular time or what the offense is lacking at this particular time. But the defense has been absolutely hard. I got I to gotta focus on my guy, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, this is a contract year for you. The Saints picked up your fifth-year option. You're supposed to put yourself in some elite territory when it comes to uh, cornerbacks and salaries. But I wouldn't pay you what I'm paying Ramsey or Tredavious White. I I just wouldn't. Middle of the pack cornerback at best. And, yeah, he can't stop some of the best elite wide receivers for catching the football. But I need a cornerback that is motivated every single game to go out there and perform. I need a cornerback that is going to go out there and shut everybody down week after week, time after time. People are getting on Janoris Jenkins, and I see people putting Eli Apple emojis up and stuff like that. Look, give me a break. Janoris Jenkins is, a, is honestly, he's leaps and bounds better than Eli Apple. Look, so the guy had a pass interference call, but let's just be honest with that nation. What same secondary player has not gotten a pass interference call? Which leads me to my next point with Aaron Glenn. You know, Aaron Glenn came to the New Orleans Saints, and I must say that the secondary started to play with a lot more confidence. Guys dancing around, giving each other high fives and all that kind of cool stuff. But this has been the same situation year in, year out cornerbacks with bad technique not turning their heads around when they're getting beat deep they panic they hit the wide receiver they hit them before the ball get there pass interference my question to any quarterback that's playing against the same secondary i mean why when you want to throw bombs every single game i mean i would <laughs> i would i would Man, it would be bombs away. It would look like Don Coriel's San Diego Chargers defense of the 1980s. I would be throwing that ball down the field because we all know they can't stop anybody. And we all know the inevitable is going to happen. Rather, it's going to be a big play or it's going to be pass interference. Why wouldn't you want to throw the ball down the field? Why wouldn't you? I mean, (laughs) good things happen when you throw the ball down the field on the New Orleans Saints. So, I mean, and it really don't matter. It can be Eli Apple. It can be uh, Janoris Jenkins. It can be Patrick Robinson, who – where is Patrick Robinson? Anybody seen him? I I haven't seen him. Is he hurt? Like, I I don't know. I ain't seen him. But, I mean, (sighs) I find myself looking for answers, man. I know people want to – me to acknowledge the low-hanging fruit that is Drew Brees. But, you know, Drew Brees, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault that we lost the game. I think we all can agree that Drew Brees is not what he used to be. But I'm not going to blame Drew Brees for this loss because Drew Brees wasn't the reason why the Saints lost this football game. He's not. I mean, look, I know we try to find every way for us to try to make sure that we let the rest of the Who That Nation know that Drew Brees is washed. I don't think Drew Brees is washed. I still think that Drew Brees is a formidable quarterback. He, but he can't get the ball down the field. Teams aren't respecting the Saints offensively. Uh, you know, they feel like he just checked down Charlie. That's what they've called him. They call him Captain Checkdown because that's all he was doing. Check, 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 check. And honestly, I know he had about 280-some-odd yards, 288 yards if I'm not mistaken, but let's just call the spade a spade, folks, folks, folks. It doesn't tell the whole story. 
Okay, a lot of the yards that he got was because of the the great play of Alvin Kamara. I mean, Alvin Kamara and making people miss. Any other running back that Drew Brees threw that pass to and Alvin Kamara scored on would have got tackled for loss. But the, the special person and a special player that Alvin Kamara is, he turned chicken, you know what, into chicken salad. So that's all I got, folks. That's all I got. Let me go ahead and uh, look at what you all have to say. Let's start right here with Sharon. Sharon is saying, good morning. Good morning, Sharon. Uh, Robert says, uh, Lattimore only shows uh, up for elite wide receivers, nothing more. Yep, that's something that needs to be discussed. Preston says, never said he's not good. He's like a six-man in basketball to me. Cam hasn't had no sacks in three games, and he really been pressuring the quarterback. Let's keep that in mind, too. Maybe uh, Father Time is catching up with Cam Jordan, too. Jenkins is still a penalty machine, bro. Look, man, <laughs> what, Saints, what Saints cornerback, a, a member of the secondary, is not a penalty machine? Marcus Williams, pass interference. Malcolm Jenkins, uh, you know what I'm saying, pass interference. Uh, a horse collar cold. Uh, Janora Jenkins, pass interference. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, you know what I'm saying, getting beat. I mean, bro, I mean, come on. Like, seriously. What what player can you just look at and say, compared to this player, Janora Jenkins not playing well? They all look horrible. So right now, like, if you just, I mean, man, plug and play. State of the Saints, Falcons, Blue, uh, Game, Falcons, or Chokers. Look, as much as I like laughing at the Falcons right now, we got bigger fish to fry. Honestly, we got bigger fish to fry. I laughed yesterday. Everybody, I'm pretty sure you've seen the video of me laughing. But I ain't really got nothing to laugh at, man. I mean, 0-3, I mean, that's just what? <laughs> I mean, the Saints are 1-2. The Saints just won one more game than what the Falcons have right now. So we all having problems. They can't close, and we can't play defense. Drew Brees was 29-36 last night for 288 yards and three touchdowns. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. But, uh, man, it, it shouldn't even have been this way, honestly. I, I feel like in this game, the way that it was going, 288 yards, Drew Brees shouldn't even have had this. This should have been a game where the, the running backs were just dominating. This should have been one of those games where the Saints were running the football more than they were passing it. No Davenport. No Michael Thomas. Anybody that's talking about Michael Thomas and talk about, oh, Michael Thomas, uh, Drew Brees made him. I've seen a lot of that when it came to contract negotiations around the time when Michael Thomas was trying to get his money. All the people that said that, like, your football uh, analysis card has been revoked, straight up. Michael Thomas makes up a lot of things and, you know what I'm saying, it disguises a lot of the, 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 the difficulties in the front, you know what I'm saying, and the things that the Saints lack. He, he pick it up, you know what I'm saying? He, he make them better when he's on the field. But I know they said that he's supposed to come back week four in this game this weekend, but if he's not 100% still, leave him out, man. Just leave him out. Brees is trash. Try to put another quarterback in. Drew Brees is not trash. I would not go that far. I would not say that Drew Brees is trash. He is not trash. Josh says exactly. Johnny says, biggest question I have is why the F um, did you send Taysom Hill in at that point? Uh, we were moving. We had momentum. 
the game was leaning in our favor. And then Sean just handed it back to Green Bay. You know, hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 2020, folks. If Taysom Hill would have kept that ball and would have got about one or two yards, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. People love to see Taysom Hill hit the field. So let's 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 go ahead and kill that noise right now. Taysom Hill being on the field is what the Saints actually need. It was just dumb luck. It was a bad read. He should have handed the ball off to Latavius Murray. But I'm not going to say I'm upset that Taysom Hill was on the field because I think we need a little bit more Taysom Hill on the field. Not so much with the RPOs, but in a passing game, being able to get the ball down the field. So I'm not going to even say that because the same way we up here criticizing Taysom Hill and criticizing him saying, oh, man, he fumbled the football. Why is he in the game? Were the same people when the Saints played the Minnesota Vikings in a wild card game and he broke off 23 yards and the Saints pulled back in and Drew Brees fumbled the football. We were asking a question, why did he keep Taysom in? He was high. Hindsight is 2020. I wouldn't have changed that play call for a second. I trust Taysom Hill. If I was in that same spot again, I would give the ball to Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill doesn't fumble the football very often, okay? That was just one of those tough breaks. It happens. It's football. I'm not going to blame Taysom Hill for that. I would do it again. And I feel like anybody that's blaming Taysom Hill, you were just waiting for him to come in there so you can feel like you're right about Drew Brees because you hear the whispers, man, put Taysom in. Why they don't play Taysom more? So that just makes you feel like some of your arguments have validity. That's, that's what that's what this is all about. I would have called that play. I had absolutely no problem with Taysom Hill coming into the game. That was a good move. It just was bad execution. Blame the defense. Oh, absolutely, Buck Skull game. This defense sucks. Absolutely horrible. TJ, you real and Saints won't make the playoffs. Nope, not not at this stage. Not the way they playing. Like I said, you can believe all you want to, okay? You can believe in anything you want to. You can believe in Santa Claus. You can believe in the Easter Bunny. You can believe that this is going to turn around. But the way that they're playing right now, they are not a good football team. And they're not an elite football team. They're not even a great football team. And you can even question right now they're a good football team. Average at best. Average. DJ Swearinger needs to be in the secondary. Our defense stinks. I will say this. DJ Swearinger being on the field has, I mean, for the first game of the season, I've seen him out there. He was making plays, making tackles, not afraid to uh, lower the moon. <laughs> And like I said, the Saints can keep on doing the same thing they've been doing, trying to be loyal to a fault to some of these players out here that don't deserve to be loyal to. You can go ahead and do that as long as you want to. Go out there and allow guys like P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson and call Ken Crawley up. Go get the all the game. Go, go get them back together again, and you're going to have the same results. The Saints are too damn loyal to these players. They're too loyal to these guys. They do not want to be real with these guys. They don't want to cut ties with these guys, rather it be because of money, what they're asking for, rather it be the fact that they feel like they don't want to go out here and teach no other player how to play. Look, all hands need to be on deck right now. Like, I understand you got some young guys. Put Keith Washington in. Put some of these young guys in. See what they got, because it can't be any worse. Like, honestly, it can't get any worse. 
than what I see right now. Because what 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 this is is an embarrassment, man. This is this is embarrassing, straight up. I love Drew Brees, but he's done. Start tasting or something, but Drew is not the answer. Check down after check down, not targeting open receivers just to give it to Kamara to make a play. Uh, we gonna tie. Uh, we gonna tie him. Well, look. Let me let me tell you something, chosen. As long as he's being checked down, Charlie, and as long as this defense can't stop a nosebleed, you ain't winning nothing. See, back in the days when Drew Brees actually had a live arm and he can actually push the ball down the field, it really didn't matter to us that the defense stunk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't stop a nosebleed, but the Saints were winning games because Drew Brees. Now Drew Brees cannot get you over the hump like he once did, and the defense sucked. Like I said, it's, it's – it's amplified right now. If Drew Brees could play the way that he did, I could say about six or seven years ago, and you had this type of defense, you probably would have won in a couple of these games. You probably would be undefeated right now. But that's not the way that it goes right now. The Saints right now, they need to be focused on trying to run a football, controlling the time, possession, and getting the heck out of stadiums. That That is the game plan right now. Because if you look at the New Orleans Saints over the past few weeks, they're a better running team than they are a passing team. The Saints have transitioned to a running team. And the only one that seems to not know that is Sean Payton. How in the world can you run for 154 yards in the first half and only run the ball six times for 12 yards in the second? Somebody please explain that to me. But honestly, I don't even need you to explain it to me because I already know what it is. Sean Payton is too impatient. He is too impatient. It's like, okay, if you get two yards, if you get four yards, if you get two yards, okay, man, let's throw the football. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. If if you're not coming out the gate breaking 20-yard gains, he is going to get away from from the, the game plan of running the football. It's amazing. It's amazing how this guy just coaches himself into a corner. It's amazing. You look at a game like the New England Patriots against the Las Vegas Raiders. You think Bill Belichick cared that the Raiders knew that he was going to run the football? Like, honestly, do you think Bill Belichick cared? We can go back to the NFC NFC Championship game when the 49ers played the Packers. Do you think that the 49ers cared that that the Green Bay Packers knew they were going to run the football? Absolutely not. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Keep running the football. Run the football right down their throats. I don't understand it. It seems like you run the football successful. Run the football successful. Okay, enough of this. Here come the here come the exotic play that nobody even needs, right? Like, give me a break, man. You know, it's like having a tailor-made suit, right? It, it fits you really well. And all of a sudden, you go out here and get one of them I don't know, you you have on a navy blue custom-made suit, and then you go out there and get a a Cam Newton Carolina blue hat with a feather in it. What's the point? You don't need no hat. You're already clean. You don't need no hat. Who cares if everybody knows you're going to run the football? Who cares? Who really cares? I don't. Run it. Run it until they can prove to you they can stop it. 
Kim says, man, they couldn't stop our run. They could not. Which confuses me, Kim, because that's the reason why I don't understand why. <laughs> why wouldn't you keep running the football? Why would you why wouldn't you keep running the football? Why does Drew Brees have 36 passing attempts? I have never seen anything like this before in my life. I've never seen a coach. <laughs> have y'all ever seen a coach coach against himself? I've never seen this on on so many occasions. We watched Sean Payton coach against himself. It's like he's playing a game with, with, with himself or something like that. It's like it's like he, he it's like, man, I wouldn't do that. Now they probably think that I'm gonna run the ball, so I'm gonna pass the football. But if I pass the football, like, bro, just run the football. Who cares? I would call the same play over and over and over and over again until they can prove they can stop it. They had their best player on the front four. This man, this man sitting on the sidelines with a hoodie on. I mean, Kamara and Murray were gashing this defense. And you throw the football all over the place. These guys went three straight plays passing the football. I, I, I'm, I'm just at a loss for words. Sean Payton still good chance. Only one and two at least Saints own the Bucks. I don't know, man. I can't even say that right now. Seems like both they going in different directions right now. Even though I will say, you know, I think we I think we all can agree right now. And I'm, I'm more convinced as ever. I'll get to you in a second, Ike. I'm more convinced than ever that the NFL just does not like the New Orleans Saints. I, I'm more convinced than ever that the NFL don't like the New Orleans Saints. You look at that horse collar penalty that they called on Malcolm Jenkins, which was absolutely BS. You look at the push off by Mercedes Lewis. You look at the fact that the Saints actually had the challenge, Aaron Jones being stopped on fourth and one. What would have happened if the, that would have been inside the two-minute mark? What would have happened if they didn't call down? What would have happened if the Saints just so happened to not have any challenges available right now? That would have been a screw job. I'm more convinced, I'm more convinced more than ever that the NFL has something out against the New Orleans Saints. And I'm also uh, thinking that the NFL, they definitely uh, want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady to make the playoffs. And I know people are saying, oh, man, TJ, come on, man. Like, you know, you're being petty. You know what I'm saying? You hating on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't y'all find it ironic, man. Like, be, be 100. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers started the season off against the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like the only reason why they started the season off against the New Orleans Saints, so if we were to make this argument right now, it would seem like it doesn't have any validity. You know, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have they actually played? They have played bottom-of-the-barrel type teams. And I'll tell you why they played the bottom-of-the-barrel teams. They played the bottom of the barrel teams because the NFL understood that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was going to take them some time in order for them to jail. It was going to take them some time in order for them to jail. So they felt like, okay, if we give them this powder puff schedule at the beginning of the season, you know, they'll be learning how to get it together. And they're playing against these teams that aren't very good. 
So because they aren't very good, they can actually learn on the fly and learn from their mistakes as they go along. So by the time they play some of the tougher competition, the chemistry will already be there and they will have a higher probability to actually win those football games. I'm calling it for what it is. The NFL, just like the NBA, loves to have LeBron James somewhere in the finals, around the finals, uh, underneath the finals somewhere. It's the same way with Tom Brady. They put this schedule together based on that particular instance alone. And they used the the Saints game as a scapegoat to make it seem like that wasn't what they were trying to do. But I'm calling BS right now. That's the only reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are sitting at 2-1 and right now. And I don't care what anybody says. It's because they wanted them to get it together and the best way for them to get it together without them really being falling behind the eight ball would be to allow Tom Brady to learn on the fly and get his chemistry together versus terrible football teams. Hold on. Let me, before I get to you, Derek, let me go back up to Ike. I apologize. Ike, uh, I know Ike has something to say. Let me see if I can find Ike. Ike says, definitely have – uh, to start pointing at the coaches right now, too much talent on our roster. Yeah, these these coaches are looking horrible right now. It, it, it's about time for a change. It's about time for a change right now. Dumbo says, I do think Michael Thomas will save the day. Him and Drew have chemistry. Well, you just can't rely on just one wide receiver to get you over. You got other guys on the team. Uh, somebody please tell me. I'm looking at these stats right here, and I got them right in front of me. Somebody tell me about the targets from to Marquez Callaway. Somebody tell me about uh, the target to, uh, you know, Beanie Fowler. Uh, somebody tell me about some of these targets. Somebody tell me about uh, Adam Troutman, uh, you know what I'm saying, that was in the middle of the field all game long and only got, what, about two catches. Somebody please tell me about this. You can't just rely on one guy and just think that that's what's – I mean, come on, man. And, you know, Drew Brees, you know, he was like, man, you know, we had a couple plays and, man, look, what do you got these guys on the team for? What do you have these guys on the team for if you're not going to get them the football? If you're not going to trust, if you're not going to trust these guys to make plays. And it all just comes down to it's not the fact that he he don't feel – confident in the players he don't have confidence in himself i'm calling it for what it is drew Brees doesn't have confidence in himself to get the ball where it needs to be i'm looking at some of these other passes that he's thrown i mean he's like they're skipping the ground one pass in in particular to uh emmanuel sanders you know i mean it, it was basically so low you know man he had to get down on the ground just to catch it there's only one pass i can really say that drew Brees drew with with a lot of conviction was that pass that he threw to Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. And you would think that, okay, this guy goes up and catches this ball. Let me show you that, you know what I'm saying, that you can trust me. You would think that he would go to him again. I, I just don't get it, man. Uh, Drew Brees doesn't have confidence in his arm, arm strength right now. He doesn't. That's why he's captain checkdown right now. PFP says good conspiracy. I mean, I don't even think it's a conspiracy at this point. Tom Brady is playing bottom of the barrel teams right now. That that's that's my whole point, uh, Kim. He's playing bottom of the barrel teams, and like I said, it's the reason the reason why they're playing bottom of the barrel teams. It, it's like this, right? It's like when college football teams week one and two, you got Alabama playing against the Citadel. 
That, that's what it's like. Like, nobody believes that the Citadel is going to beat Alabama. This Alabama's opportunity to take a look at some of these true freshmen that they just brought in and, and, and look at some of these players that's going to be contributing to the team once these upperclassmen leave. That is what this is right now. It's learning on the fly. It's about getting guys opportunities and reps. This team right now are playing against bottom-of-the-barrel teams you don't even have to really try that hard to beat. Somebody please, no disrespect to Jeff Driscoll, but let's just be real here, folks. Jeff Driscoll ain't, ain't winning you no football games. I think Jeff Driscoll, what are you, like 1-8 or something like that all time as a starting quarterback? Nobody believed that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to lose to the Broncos. Are you kidding me? All the NFL is doing by making this schedule is giving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers an opportunity to jail and going up against bad teams. When you do make mistakes, it's not going to cost you anything. So by the time it's time for you to play the teams like the Chiefs and, and it's time for you to play the teams, you know what I'm saying, that, that really matter in a division, you'll be ready. You'll be ready, and your team will be in sync. That's all they want right now, folks. That's what they want. That They want Tom Brady in the playoffs. They want Tom Brady to have this success comeback story. Oh, Bill Belichick gave up on him. He went to Tampa and made Tampa a formidable opponent. Like, come on, man. Like, give me a break. This, this is what this is about. The fact that we had to challenge that fourth and one on Aaron Jones, even though in real time you can see we stood them up, is very alarming. They don't – bro, I'm, I'm fully convinced that the NFL just don't want to see the Saints succeed. TJ, I just got done watching your show from last night. It was awesome. I appreciate that, man. Y'all y'all make the shows awesome. Y'all make the shows awesome, man. And shouts out to everybody that called in. Uh, shouts out to Carter, who actually won the State of the Saints podcast face mask, courtesy of maskmarket.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Man, a lot of things happen. A lot of, lot of, great, lot of great commentary, man, you know? Tier one is that including the last seven drives of the Raiders game, the Saints defense has forced just one punt in the last 17 series. Yeah, I've seen uh shouts out to my guy Jeff Duncan, man. Jeff Duncan actually tweeted that on Twitter uh last night. Robert says the Saints have become very predictable and one-dimensional. You know, Robert, I wouldn't mind the Saints being one-dimensional if that one dimension actually stood for them actually running the football. I wouldn't mind them being one-dimensional because that is the only way that the Saints are going to – this is the way the Saints are going to win games, okay? They're going to have to run the football, period. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, from Duncan on Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that last night. Uh, the refs are a joke, and I do believe the NFL is rigged. I'm starting to believe that, man. Like, I'm serious. Like – I watched uh I watched WWE last night. You know, I caught a little bit of the, the pay-per-view that they had. And I'm wondering, like, am I watching something similar, you know, when it comes to the NFL? You know, maybe Vince McMahon is back there behind the scenes or something like that. Maybe he's creating the storylines for the NFL because you can't make this kind of stuff up, man. You can't make this stuff up the way that these referees just constantly just screw the Saints. It's it's like it's almost like it's almost like, how are they going to do it? Or when are they going to do it? You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Don't be surprised when Tampa Bay play the Saints. Uh, ain't guaranteed the officiating will be one-sided. Hopefully the Saints by that time play much better. 
but I'm kind of tired of the, the we need to look at ourselves in a mirror speech, you know. I just think that this is not a good football team right now. Sean, after a loss, always say we got to coach better. I think that's lip service. Why no media ever asked Sean, why uh, didn't you just stick to the run? I don't know. You know, I, I will say, though, I mean, they, the the media, the local media uh, that's, that's following this team have not been asking softball questions like the way they once did. Like, they have really been – getting into the grill of this team. I, I will say this. They're, they're not shying away from these questions. So I'm going to give them respect in that regard. But I see more of the same coming up. You know, Sean Payton, I don't think he's going to relinquish the play calling duties. And if he does, man, I mean, Pete Carmichael, you know, Sean Payton, pretty much the same to me. Uh, Jeffrey Johnson says, I've been saying that for years. The NBA caters to LeBron and the NFL caters to Tom Brady. They control everything that goes on because it's all about the money. Yep. They want to see Tom Brady succeed. They want to see LeBron James in the finals. That generates ratings. That generates buzz. I mean, how else would you explain the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who haven't been to the playoffs in over a decade, have all these primetime games? Because they understand that people want to see Tom Brady. Even the Saints. You know, the Saints have been on primetime two out of the last three weeks. And if you count week one, that was the most watched game, what, since 2016 on Fox? So, I mean, it's all, it's all about ratings. <laughs> Agree, Breeze don't believe in his arm. No, nah, he don't believe in it. He don't believe in it. He don't believe that he can get the ball down the field. And he, he just go to the podium and, and just, I mean, he just honestly just deflect. Don't be surprised. Oh, yeah, I think I already read that one about the officiating. Uh, TJ, I'm with you. No way we went playing this style of play. Uh, you can't play pro ball every game, uh, dinking and dunking. Uh, Drew is a liability more than helping the Saints set up to win. Teams don't feel the Saints. They don't fear the Saints. They're not afraid of the Saints. They 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 do not look at the New Orleans Saints as a threat. They do not look at Drew Brees as a threat. The only people that's still looking at Drew Brees as a threat as is the people that been Saints fans since Drew Brees got here in 2006 and don't want to let go. That those are the people that that think that Drew Brees is still a threat. Nobody respects Drew Brees' ability to throw the ball down the field. Nobody respects Drew Brees. Uh, you know. At all, when it comes to him, like run, you know, what I'm saying throwing a pass down the down the seam about 15, 20 yards. The only people that just think that Drew Brees still got it are delusional fans that have been fans all the all these years, all these years. I'm going to keep on saying it. I'm going to keep on beating this. I'm, I'm just going to keep on beating this drum. It's the same people that have been Saints fans probably their whole life and have seen nothing but losing. So they try to hold on to Drew Brees with everything that they have because Drew Brees symbolizes excellence. He symbolizes hope. He symbolizes success. And they just think that if Drew Brees leaves, everything just goes out the window and we're just back into obscurity again. But what they're not understanding is him actually being here right now is actually putting us back into this position because you're just wasting valuable years on guys that you're going to eventually have to sign. I mean, you think about this, this team, man, 2017, the best draft class ever, right? And now it's time to pay these guys. You're not going to be able to pay all these guys now, right? So wasted, 
Wasted time. <coughs> Excuse me. Tampa schedule has been uh, this uh, hasn't been this easy in a while. Yep. Tune up games. Absolutely. We're catching more flags than balls. Someone compared Drew uh, Brees passing yards this season to yards we've been penalized for. Mm, that's crazy. Smokeless says, oh, we got all these guys that can stretch the field and go vertical, and it's sad Drew can't reach them. Did y'all not see Deontay Harris on that wheel route? I mean, <laughs> for all those people out there that's been fighting to the death about Drew Brees when other people say that Drew Brees can't get the ball down the field, uh, I, 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 will, I will just tell you to go look at the Sunday night game because they did an outstanding job. They did an outstanding job like pinpointing all the open players that the Saints had. They talked about how Emmanuel Sanders was wide open. They showed you Deontay Harris wide open. They showed you Traquan Smith wide open. They showed you Adam Troutman wide open. And they were wide open down the field. And you know the crazy thing about it is I know a lot of people don't like Chris Collins' work. I mean, I think he okay. I don't think he that bad. But at the beginning of the game, he was defending Drew Brees to the death. Man, look, not bad. Huh? That's not a, you know, he, he can't throw the ball down the field. I don't believe that. Around the third or fourth quarter, even he had to change his narrative. Think about that, folks. The guy that came in. The, man, anybody that followed Chris Collins' word, I mean, I watched the football life on Chris Collins' word. This guy eats, sleep, Brees football. As a matter of fact, Pro Football Focus, he actually owns that company. Did y'all know that? So the one that's actually focusing on all the analytics and stuff like that, that's his company. This guy looks at hours and hours of football games. So Drew Brees made him change his narrative in the middle of the game, right? Like, come on, man. Come on. And I, like I said, I love Drew Brees, but – I, I I can't I cannot just turn a, a blind eye. You know what I'm saying? I, I just can't turn my head watching this. Uh he's hurting the team. I believe Saints fans are delusional. Uh I don't think I know Saints fans are delusional. I know they are. I know they're delusional, man. They they bruh. I, I just don't know, man. They they straight up 100 percent delusional if you don't think if you think Drew Brees still got it. I'm going to read one more, man. Uh, Shots out to Pete. He says, I said the same thing last night. He switched up in the fourth quarter. Yep, he changed his narrative. You know, he, he changed his narrative. And, um, man, my final thoughts about this game is I just think that the New Orleans Saints just need to uh, – I think they need to become a more run-dependent football team. Um, count on Drew Brees uh, to try to get the passes to the wide-open receivers, you know, on play action and stuff like that. That's what I feel. Um, the defense, I don't know, man. They just got to get pressure up front. I need Cam Jordan to step up. I need Cam Jordan to do some things uh, a little bit better. I mean, no pressures, uh, no no sacks this season. He's looking old out there. And uh, the secondary, they definitely, man, they just need to clean it up. They need to start with the penalties. They need to work on their technique. And the Saints maybe just need to try to go in another direction and try to see what these younger guys got. But this has been this has been the State of the Saints podcast. I am TJ Jones. And make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. 
And uh, check out the State of the Saints podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Thank you so much. You all take care. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?